Hey everybody, this is Mike letting you know in advance that about 22 minutes in, you're going to hear a slight change in audio quality. That's because Brandon's vocal track stopped recording partway through. So we used the Skype call, which had all of our voices together. However, all the voices were muddled together, so we couldn't adjust the volumes accordingly. So it'll sound a bit lousy for about seven minutes, but... By a half hour into the show, everything's going to be on track. Except for about another half hour later when everything goes off track, but no amount of editing can fix that. So, enjoy the show! Hey everybody, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, a Nintendo Power retrospective podcast. I'm your host, Mike King. Joining me is my co-host, John. Hey! Frequent co-guest slash host, Brandon Boswell. (laughs) Hey guys, how's it going? And we have a guest today, Brian from MorningToast.com. Say hi, Brian. Howdy. I said, say hi. <laughs> Stick so to the we We're, we're bribing him to be here because he's more famous than us. He has his own website. Oh, that- <laughs> MorningToast.com. What do you What do you do on MorningToast.com for our for our listeners? Uh, when I and actually John. take the time to blog, I usually write about uh, gaming, uh, sometimes some movies, wrestling, and uh, just kind of pop culture toys. So everything that we're all interested in, it sounds very interesting. <laughs> Hopefully. I, I, all the things that you love. I do, I do more writing for other people than I do at MorningToast.com. But. Oh, okay. And what's the name? And you're, you're, you have your own podcast, yes? Uh, yeah, it's sort of. It kind of comes and goes depending on uh, you know how the, how the wind goes. But yeah, we, uh, okay. Cave Radio is the name of the podcast that we used to do as a live show slash podcast. So I think I still own the domain. I hope so. <laughs> So, how did so you? Good stuff to find how did you now. hear about us? Mike reached out to you, correct? Yeah, uh, I um, had done interviews with some gameplay counselors from Nintendo Power. This was ten years ago, two thousand seven ish to oh nine ish, somewhere in there. And I had posted them on MorningToast.com, and then I later, once I got on Facebook, decided to put the Facebook group up there to try and get traffic to those interviews. Yeah, and absolutely. It's kind of just been sitting there because I haven't really done much <laughs> with it. And then Mike found it and said, hey, uh, <laughs> we do a Nintendo Power podcast. Would you like to come beyond this? And I'm like, that's great. I'm not a gameplay counselor, though. And he's like, well, okay. So you know, <laughs> here I am just to talk about that. But uh uh, you know, I grew up with Nintendo, Nintendo Power. I am a former Nintendo World Record holder, and uh, you know, just fan overall. So, oh wow, you join uh, the annual. There's one other, one other guest, or previous guest, uh, Triforce Johnson, who held many records, was a guest on the show at one point, <laughs> including so. the best gamer porn name ever. No, no kidding. <laughs> so, uh, what record did you hold? Uh, I held the high score for uh, RoboCop. And uh, Urban Champion on both Wii so, and the uh, Classic. Nice. Okay. Well, and Mike, I think th- we so just got two more candidates for the taste test. They did. <laughs> the, the records didn't last long, frankly, and it was just more of a uh, one of those things. Like I think I, I th- it was about the uh, time when uh, King of Kong came out, you know, and everyone was like, "Oh, yeah. records and stuff." And I'm like, "I can do that. I just got to find a game that <laughs> no one's really done anything with," and that's exactly what uh, I did. So. 
see, I see. All right. Well, um, so let's talk. So we're, what, we're, what, what were the talking. accolades that you got from that? Accolades? Huh. Uh, <laughs> he gets I, to say that he had a world record for a exactly, short amount of time. That's about it. It's just one of those conversation pieces. Now, at the time, Twin Galaxies was still run by the Walter Day guy, right? It's, it's yeah. before it swapped hands and got sold a couple several times. So uh, at the time, they if you got a world record you could pay them to send you <laughs> a certificate, like a cheesy print mm-hmm. certificate that probably has a picture on a signature that said, you know, uh, Brian Vaughn, you are the world champion at RoboCop. Congratulations. And it was like 15, 20 bucks. And I'm just like, no, nah, that's a freaking scam. So I'm not doing that. <laughs> but now I really wish I did. Oh, so, it's like the, so I could just have it on my this, wall that says I'm high score of RoboCop, which is a favorite movie yeah. and a favorite games. But the know. best part is like the certificate itself would be like specifically ambiguous. So it doesn't say like it'll say like a year, but it won't say like for how long you were the record holder. So yes. you can be the record holder for like 10 minutes until somebody else beats it. And then you still can qualify to get that fucking certificate. Exactly. And that's pretty much that what is happened. so primo. Oh, my <laughs> I, God. I think my records got beaten in three to six months after that one of them a little longer and it's still up oh, on that's Twin, not bad it's still up on twin galaxies so it's one of those things where it's like i can at least point to it and say see see i wasn't so lying. Is, is twin galaxies <laughs> a website that keeps track of that or yeah yeah twin galaxies is the they're the repository of high scores they're they were featured in that uh fistful of quarters movie as well as a few other uh video game like score documentaries yeah Good they stuff. do guinness stuff yeah there was another one about like there were guys that were going for a high score. Oh, what was that? Yeah, King of Kongs. No, there was another like a lesser one um, where they were going for the high score in like some obscure game. I'll look it up. I'll, I'll, Wasn't uh, Triforce uh, in one of those? Was it the? Uh, I think he was. Was it Snake versus Man? I think that might have been it. I just uh, I just watched that one last time. It was about the guy playing like the snake game in the arcade, and he was going for it too. It was one of those you know high score things. Yeah, it was a. I don't know if it was snake. Did it have a large overweight guy with a large drink going? Kill screen, kill screen coming up. Yes. It was about nibbler. Nibbler, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't the. It's called high score, I think, but. Or man versus snake. Yeah, that's it. That's right. The long twisted s- tail of Nibbler. Yeah, not not quite so. King of Kong, but you know, hey. Well, yeah. you can you can at least generate some fan interest from fans of Futurama until they realize it's not that Nibbler. Yeah, so like that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> actually, brain. I I recommend. I actually enjoyed that one more than the King of Kong one because the Nibbler one was more about just the like because apparently to hit this nibbler record you need to go for like about three days straight what the fuck yeah it's absolutely incredible like grueling and incredible like what you have to do to hit hit this record it's an old irrelevant game man come on let it go yeah well there's if you if you says the guy says the guy talking about a dead magazine if yeah (laughs) if you find if you find the it's just an inch like the way they shot it isn't like it's one of those things like not every documentary is interesting but like the people that did this did a good job so it was like interesting to watch like I don't know. Like I, I would recommend it, and it sounds like Brian thought it was pretty good too. The, the uh, other yeah. one I saw was uh, Chasing Ghosts. I don't know if you guys had saw that one too. It, I don't. I think it's on some streaming somewhere, but 
it's less about the high scores, but the guys that set them, like in the 80s, like the Billy Mitchell era guys, and mm-hmm. following up with them and seeing how sorry and sad their lives actually turned out being. It's one of those well, depressed... that sounds super cheery. It is. It, it's really upbeat thing, but uh, it, good, it's good. kind of creepy at the same time, but, you know, oh. uh, worth a watch is the thing, I guess, to nothing else make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> uh, all right, that's speaking funny. about well, feeling the last, better about ourselves. The last, oh, sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, the last gaming uh, documentary I saw was one about uh, I don't know the actual name. I should have been looking it up while you guys were yakking there, but was uh, yeah. one about D and D, and the guy was going on about how he like handcrafted this entire world himself. That he like it was a script that he had submitted, and they finally like put it through for him and all this stuff. And he was taking his little models to the cons, and he was going all this stuff. And I was so wrapped up into it, and then uh, fell asleep. And never finished it because that's just the, the <laughs> a ringing endorsement from Brandon. Yes, All right. that is just the life so, of uh, you know Canadian. This people. month, this the month sto- we. I was into it, and then I fell asleep. The stoners <laughs> lament. Yeah. <laughs> so as we were saying, we're at volume fifty, which is July of nineteen ninety-three, I believe. Yes, and uh, the cover game is Legend of Zelda: Winks, <laughs> Winks Awakening, <laughs> Links Awakening. There we go. <laughs> Uh, what do we have on the, what do we have on the cover? We have an owl. A really epic drawing of an owl. Like, yeah, it's a hand drawn cover this time. There's yep. uh, yeah. he's in front of the master sword. It's master just sword gleaming with gems and the triforce yeah. symbol in the hilt. Yeah, and it looks friggin' amazing. This is a it beautiful looks, sword. It looks like they took it right out of the crown jewels. And there's like a seashell on the desert sand or whatever that this like because the owl couldn't be underwater so it has to be like a shell above the water <laughs> why yeah, why why couldn't it be an underwater owl this is link yeah that's true <laughs> um that's yeah. Actually, and, yeah the owl has his wing across his beak like he's either doing like a vampire sneeze <laughs> or he or he's like checking his breath before his date shows up yeah, one of those. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. He's just hiding his, his sweet owl eyes. It's actually so detailed uh, that you can see, like, in the owl's cheeks, all the, like, different, uh, like, layers of feathers and stuff. And then, like, in the sword, there's actually what looks like the reflection of the owl a little bit. Like, it's actually pretty detailed. They got really into this. Yeah. yeah. But then, in a surprising lack of detail, like, this, what would be the sky in the image looks like just the paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a gray bag. Do background. you guys remember this cover that it was shiny? Oh. Like I had this issue and it, it, the, 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 the copper color there, it was like copper, not foil, not quite foil, but it was shiny. So it was, it was huh. like a badass issue when I got this one, even though I wasn't really, this was kind of after my heyday with Nintendo. I still kept getting a subscription, and when this one came, it was like the almighty issue. Like I've, I got the special. So it was. It was super. You know, very cool and uh, metallic and everything else. So it wasn't. It's not as huh. bland as a brown bag as it. This uh, the scan makes it the look. The scan. The scan does not do it justice. No, apparently. not at all. That is interesting, huh? So well, all this, all this. All right. Gray. So the wiki of the article has the same paper bag look. So maybe. Maybe just something the way they maybe the way they did the the foil like war like didn't hold up over time. I don't know. That's weird. I mean, hmm. Yeah. So on the inside of the cover, we see a big two-page spread saying, "Hey, there's only one club that teaches you to jump on the furniture, body slam your friends, and drive like a maniac." And uh, it's got that same '50s style uh, color filter. But this time it seems to be featuring what looks like Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> yeah. But probably isn't. 
And uh, in the next page, we get to see like a, a Bing Cro a Bing Cosby, Bing Crosby, a Bill Cosby. Yeah. Nope. You're getting very sleepy. Well, well, they both had a terrible disdain for humanity, but and big ears. One was white, and the other, yeah, yeah. All right, I did, I, I did find an image online of it. It is, yeah. Uh, he's definitely right. The uh, there's like sort of looks like a almost a copper shimmer to it. So maybe just the way they shot the photo for this, it just didn't work. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So Bing Crosby's just like, oh, tell me more. I'm all ears, and he <laughs> definitely is because he's got those Obama ears rocking. <laughs> Yeah. And he's uh, telling us about how to subscribe and all that crap. So, next page is a Back to the Basics ad where you get to buy a Bare Bones Game Boy for just $45. For just $49. You're going to yeah. bear back the Game Boy? What? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Raw dog uh, style. We've seen this ad before, haven't we? Yep. Yeah, we have. Yeah. And I we did do the math on it. It It's a pretty good deal. It's about $100 <coughs> today's currency. Yeah. So... Getting the base unit for a hundred bucks—that's pretty solid. I don't know. All about the base. Yeah. No trouble. And you know you could like those those original Game Boys are like indestructible nearly. Like. <laughs> well, we've seen like, them. They they've they've flown out of moving vehicles. They survived and they floods in people's basements. They survived IEDs during the first yeah. Gulf War. Right. What happened in your basement? They survived. Tell us I that. Mine survived my basement. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it well, I it wasn't I didn't have an original Game Boy. I had one of the uh the not the minis, whatever the the ones that were smaller the but the they were colored. They had colored plastic. Mine was green. It was oh, like smaller. A, yeah, like the slim like the Game Boy slim <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's African American plastic. Yes, thank you. Sorry. It was one of those, but I I found it. I had put one it of in a those tote with a bunch of my old stuff and and Wait, was it was it the Game Boy color? So it had the No, color? it was just the it black the, and white, but it had okay. the different Pocket. like yeah, Game a Boy pocket. pocket. That's oh, it. One of those. Okay. Yeah. And right. I dug it out of the tote with a bunch of other crap, and you know it hasn't been touched since college, so it's going on twenty years <laughs> itself. And it turned right on. <laughs> Had the same batteries in it from whatever it was then. Yeah. Tetris was still in it, so yeah, I was amazed. The best part is the honestly SP was my favorite. One. The which one? Yeah, oh, the SD. The SP. The one that yeah, like one's... flipped open had the backlight, but it was like it was yeah. super awesome. I like the advanced, but it still wasn't bright and enough. And it got ruined during a date. Oh wow! Because I brought it on the date because I was going to be waiting a while for her to show. Well, that was your first mistake bringing a Game Boy on a yep. date. <laughs> well, it's not to play during the date. It's only for like when I'm waiting for the bus to get there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, we went on a canoe and. Uh, uh, like they wouldn't let us look at each other, even though I thought like, well, it would be romantic if we could like canoe while looking at each other. But no, like the guy said, no, no, you got to be like facing apart or something. And I'm like, well, shit, whatever. So Mike, I the canoe had first. you ever gone canoeing before? You went canoeing this one time. I went paddle boating before. So you, <laughs> you went motor boating, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> well, so I was expecting that later. So the core concept <laughs> of canoeing is that you got to be facing like against you, like you got to be facing the same way because one person paddles on one side and one person paddles the other side. If you're facing each other, then that person's got to paddle backwards. Or you have got to like smack that person in the face every time you swing your paddle over. But you know what? You know what, Brandon? I I I differ in in my contention that it's actually fucking brilliant because it's a great test for a blind date. You can say to the girl, 
can you like go in a canoe without tipping it over and you already know like a certain amount about how much she weighs <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like it's testing, a test. testing her agility or like her grace if she says I can't go in a canoe you know you have a problem because there's 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 a certain yeah. you know you are an amazing that's, that's, human. That is a great litmus test. Well, she failed this test because she sunk the fucking thing with me in. <laughs> and so. you've learned an important life lesson. All right, you, 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 you were smart to use the canoe lit- litmus test, but she sunk the canoe and your Game Boy paid the price. Yeah. Yeah, it just wouldn't come on and... Uh, like it did come on later after it dried out, but it was just like, even when it was thoroughly backlit, the uh, the main screen was just so dim, and the speaker was crackling. And but it did force me to get a Game Boy Advance, which was well, just much better. Yeah. Pour out a forty of malt liquor for that fallen homie, and we'll continue on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so the table of contents has the has the Super NES yep. with the WWF Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we get to see uh, like a free for all. We get to see well, how many people are in this ring? Like six. That's a royal rumble. That's not a yeah. royal rumble. You need thirty for a royal rumble. Well, the way this I played this royal the weekend, it, as you're playing the mode, like more and more wrestlers go into the ring with you, and you'll have like you know six or seven at a time in the ring. So. <laughs> and then Run Saber, Evo, Search for Eden, Edutainment, and Bubsy Claws Encounter of the Third Kind. <laughs> I love that fun title. <laughs> And then for the Game Boy, we got Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Yep. Strangely enough, not the insert here, which is Gargoyle's Quest 2. Yep. And then Terminator 2, the arcade game. Lame. And for the NES, we have the Addams Family Pugsley Scavenger Hunt, which we saw for the Super Nintendo, looking okay. So I bet it's going to look a whole lot shittier for the Nintendo. We'll <laughs> the see. game nobody wanted, Pugsley Scavenger Hunt, backported yep. to the NES. Yep. Let's give it a pre-make. All right, and then uh, uh, we have the, the mighty final battle, mighty final battle, mighty mighty final, final fight. Fight. There we go. You know what? I'm Man. just gonna have a stroke on air. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> then, then John's favorite bubble bubble part two. Uh, Fucking lose fuck your mind, John. All right, my, my my hatred of that game, like I looked more into it as part of my prep, and I don't hate it. I, my hatred is a little bit like misguided because apparently it does play a lot like the original Bubble Bobble. So I'll retract my vitriol from before. The screenshots just made it look like it was completely different. Hey, hey, John. Still, whatever. I, I really like how you uh, appropriately dealt with your uh, lashing out, and that you took the time to look into the whole problem and and work through it and and really <laughs> really settle it. But uh, fuck that. I really like it when you just lash out and just get upset about stuff for no fucking <laughs> all right, reason. When, when we get to it, I'll get angry. Good. Yet, but we're not there yet. Good. So, I all like right, my and then, rage like my playthroughs, blind. Yep. <laughs> all right. You know what they say about blind prostitutes? Uh, you can get the five and they won't know. You've got to hand it to them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like Mike, though. So you can give him a five and they'll never know. <laughs> so then we all got right. our kid with the Malamute. Yeah, he's uh, in the desert this time, uh, playing his Game Boy still, uh, with the power cable running somewhere off into the desert. Off panel. Eight, yep. 80s dog is a happy dog. He's mm-hmm. got the freaking uh, Battle Cat saddle. Mm-hmm. Yep. It looks and like he's trying uh, to look up that kid's like skirt, but the kid's wearing shorts, so it just doesn't work. <laughs> he's got... And for some reason, there's like some desert bus for hope that's... Uh, Cruising through the background with a Nintendo N on the front of it. Yeah. And then. Way so, over packed. Yeah. 
like this podcast. Yeah, and... it's, it's a weed bus. <laughs> Brian, you can jump in at any of these visuals at any point. <laughs> you guys are on a roll. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so on to the players' pulse. Uh, what, we don't have a prompt this month, so it's, it's just, just random uh, letters. General uh, letters. Brian, do any of these letters speak out to you? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> but uh, it's funny because, like, I remember when I would write letters to Nintendo Power because I used to do that. That's just why, I, how I got hooked right. up with the uh, gameplay counselors in the first place is I always drew on my envelopes, right, to try and get in here because that's what I wanted. I didn't want my letter in the thing. I wanted my art showing up right. in a little art showcase, and it oh, never buddy. got there. Aww. Well, good news because the art in this fucking issue is stellar, man. They saved the best art for the 50th issue. Are you uh, are you Mickey, in this one? Mickey's. So you like rub, Brandon rubs it in Ryan's yes, face. Thank you. No, I was gonna say, are you in this one? Like, it's all right. man. other people did good stuff, so your stuff must not have just. You see, been Brian, not you quite didn't make good. the cut because you couldn't measure up to these guys. Right, I couldn't measure up to Taz and Tiny Toons. They're right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I had Batman on mine. Okay, and that's all I know. Hey, it's all right. Wario kind of sucks. You could probably do better than that. <laughs> all right. Out of all of them, Mario sucks the most, and I'm a and I'm a Mario fan. Look, they got they got Mario with weird rabbit ears. What the fuck is that about? So my of Super Mario Land too. With the rabbit, rabbit ears. ears? The, uh, yeah, the yeah. rabbit ears was the cape of the uh, Game Boy version. Oh, and that's why it's in the Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. now it makes sense. All right, so Mike, why don't you take the first? Okay, it says, I have a question for you. Why did you put the X and Y buttons on the Super NES control instead of C and D or something else? This is a good question. So let's from, see what these add. From? Oh, from Kyle Milner of Warren, Texas. Texas. So, he's, so the answer was, we went out and got the straight scoops, Kyle, according to Lance Barr, product designer for Nintendo. We read about this guy in the Fun Club issues back in yeah, the 80s. Yeah, so he was around. the guy that, that, that designed the uh, Nintendo Advance controller and a bunch of the other stuff. So. Didn't he also dabble with the Power Glove? I think so. So did your yeah, mother, so, if you know what I mean. So, so that's a <laughs> product designer for Nintendo of America, the letters X and Y on the Super NES controller were used to correspond with terms commonly used in CAD design and engineering. On the controller, the A and B buttons are considered the primary buttons, while X and Y can be considered secondary. The reason why the X and Y buttons are a different color are and are shaped differently. Now, this is the reason why they're shaped differently, even though the buttons could have been labeled C and D or something else. And the fact remains that CAD design and video games don't necessarily go hand in hand. The X and Y designation seem the most fitting. Makes nope. zero sense. Yeah. Like, we didn't <laughs> no fucking sense so, at all. We just decided, to, because we wanted X and Y fuckers is what they should have written, and it would have saved us a lot of time. Yeah, we could have just write so, because. Yeah. All right. And the next letter is Kathy Spencer from Kula High. Or Hawaii. Uh, my name is Kathy Spencer, and I live on Maui. Fuck you, Kathy, because you live in paradise. But she writes, I'm 17 and a senior at Maui High. She smokes a lot of that, <laughs> what is it, the Maui Maui stuff, yeah. Um, my brother Greg uh, usually uh, sends his, com his usually accomplishments. sells to me and my friends. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, All right. My it says his accomplishments. Sorry. Go uh, well, you started fucking talking, so I stopped. I All right. Okay, anyway. Okay, My brother Greg on. usually sends his accomplishments and hints to you guys. But since we got Mario Paint, I've been addicted to Nintendo more than ever. 
here. I sent a picture of what it looks like to live in Hawaii. Pictures of a sunset here on Maui at Kamaole Beach. I know I butchered that, so I'm sorry, my Hawaiian friends. I do realize that you folks must get hundreds of drawings and letters, but if you could print my drawing in your magazine, it would make me very happy, and it would bring me sweet revenge on my brother. (laughs) If there's anything we love to do, it's foster sibling rivalry. And then they, so they printed, uh, like she'd made sort of the yellows and oranges of a, of a just intense Hawaiian sunset into, uh, Mario paint. And interestingly, like in the top of the water, she got the ripples of the waves and like the reflection of the sun, like the red, uh, sort of spreading across the water surface, um, as long as, as well as some clouds and, and the silhouette of overlapping palm trees. Yeah. And the palm trees, uh, like are, are are back uh are dark silhouetted against the setting sun this is fucking so yeah she she spent some time and this is legit like i mean that's solid for mario paint like that's a lot of work and she did really well so my hat's off to you (laughs) all right brandon you want to read some of these zelda jokes that we got from alex fernandez of victorville California? Uh, i sure do uh how did link win uh at his basketball game i don't know he used his hook shot. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, what did Zelda tell Link when he couldn't unlock the door? <laughs> Try force. <laughs> uh, That's not bad. That's not and our bad. Our last one is uh, when Zelda and Link got back from the prom, Zelda wouldn't let Link into his pants, so he said he was going to. Try force. Try force. Ah, <laughs> so, what did Link say to Ganon when he captured Zelda? Try force. No, well, no. <laughs> Leave her alone. That that, that really it? works for all these jokes. We just just stick with try force. It's the funny answer. So. Try force is the best answer. <laughs> if all right. Try force <laughs> is the answer. So Link, all right. Link hasn't been getting any, so he's just like, you know what, Ganon? Don't waste time being nice. She doesn't go for that. And then uh, their prompt for letters is, uh, so you've had time to play Star Fox and seen what the Super FX chip can do. What do you think of the technology? Does it enhance your gameplay? What are your first impressions about how the Super FX chip changed? Or how have your, 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 your impressions changed since you've experienced it? So they're asking for some Star Fox letters. Uh, yeah, just to see if they I should just write them any more games with the FX chip. I just chip. feel like... Stab, stab Slippy in the neck, and I would be really happy. That would be my letter. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, guys, I have a small confession to make. Sure. Every time I've seen this little tiny box, I always assume it says, hey, if you have uh, dumb shit that you want to tell us and uh, you think that you're a smart kid or you got some cigar you want to show us, send your crap to this thing. And I never bothered to read it, but I just realized now this is how they line up their like, selection <laughs> this week. And well, it's just... Just now sunk in, and I'm just so amazed. You've learned something new every day. All right, and then we have the uh, monthly profile of a previous contest winner. And so this was the Simpsons contest uh, from a while back, from issue uh, 39, actually. Danny Carr from the Colony, Texas, which My I think guy. is... I think that's the, that's the... Isn't that the place that became uh, the Branch Davidian uh, a few years Waco. later? Yeah. <laughs> No, all right. Uh, that's not Waco because <laughs> that happened before this. But anyway, oh, you're a you're a Texas guy, Brian. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> you just like colonies. All right. Uh, so uh, they have a trip for Danny and his uh, father to Hollywood for a tour of Fox Studios, 
to meet Matt Groening. Groening? Groening? Groening. Groening. You, uh, you should see Matt's office. As you might expect, it's filled with Simpsons merchandise and memorabilia. Matt also had his Simpsons arcade game in the office and put the challenge to Danny. The uh, group took a lunch break at the commissary. Uh, he sat with TV stars such as Neil Patrick Harris, James B. Seeking, otherwise known as Doogie Hauser, and his TV and his TV father. Uh, and the cast of LA Law was there as well as uh, they went to Disneyland, uh, as Bart would say. Cool, man. So at least uh, he got a trip to you know Fox Studios out of it. I don't know. And he got looks like he got a like customized um, like poster from the Simpson from Matt Groening. What 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 are the chances he still has that? Uh, would you keep it? Probably eBay it. Would you keep oh, it? Frig yes. I would, but I'm an idiot. So who <laughs> wants to hear a really funny story? All right. Exactly. <laughs> Guess. Guess how funny. <laughs> Crickets. All right, Brandon. All right. If it, you, get, you have one minute. Uh, okay, I'll need less. So as it turns out, I just looked at uh, this little thing on my laptop that was popping up, and it said, hey, you're out of fucking space, idiot. And it stopped recording, like, I don't know, 15 minutes ago. So I just <laughs> emptied out some space, and now we're recording again. But there's, like, I don't know, some dead air with me saying, like, that last funny thing I said about the... The thing that I noticed that that was funny and everybody laughed at, it's uh, it's not on record. Well, that's I'm uh, recording with Skype, so I should have a another copy oh, of the whole okay. conversation. Sweet deal. Yeah, I thought Mike has a backup. I didn't it's know okay. that was a thing, but I'm glad that that is a thing. So now we have the WWF Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. Strangely now, enough, the Macho Man doesn't seem to be on the cover. Sadly, we got. Uh, well, He's the in the game, though. He's in the game, and oh, who the heck God, is this is guy glorious. with the Zop Speedo? With and the Zop, uh, that's Razor Ramon. Oh my God, he's sure? so bad. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I wasn't that's, gonna say and, that. I was and, gonna say you sure it's not Mr. Perfect. Isn't that Canada's yeah. national hero, Bret Hart? It is. Yep, Bret Hart. Bret Hart. The Hitman, Bret Hart. We what also. Is, uh, you mean the Mountie's not in this? He nope. should have nope. been. And and his cattle <laughs> prod. <laughs> Uh, and then I wonder how many people thought Mounties carried cattle prods because, <laughs> because of, of that. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> well, they, they don't use guns, so of course you need a cattle prod. It only makes sense. It's freaking Canada. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, the lineup for this game: we have Randy Savage, uh, Ted DiBiase, also known as the Million Dollar Man. Yep. Uh, we have the Narcissist, also known as Lex Luger, Yokozuna. I'm dead. Razor, Ra- yeah, because they're definitely dead. Uh, this, by the way, not a fun game to play. Let's like, play the fun game. <laughs> Let's play the fun game, everybody. Razor Ramon, uh, pro- uh, near dead. Cuban born, near. <laughs> Shawn Michaels should be dead. Ric Flair, uh, <laughs> Ric Flair, I think is is on the Trump White House team. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's still, he's still rocking. I saw. I love that. I saw an interview, and he's just like. Still, still keeping that same attitude. He is. Even though he probably hasn't wrestled in like 20 years. But I just love that bravado where he's just like looking at the camera. He's just like, ladies, you can never be first, but you can always be next. <laughs> he, he made the nickname Nature Boy cool. That tells you how awesome he is. So, how? how? Uh, like, wait, what? Explain this to me. What? That was just his, his 
his nickname. He, like that was his wrestling. He name. ripped that. That off, was his so. persona. How the fuck? Oh my god! I'm so glad I didn't pay attention back then. You call fuck him Nature me. Boy because he's the only one that like didn't shave his pubes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have Crush Dead. as well, which I don't remember Crush at all. Dead. Tatanka. <laughs> Bret Hart. I think Bret Hart's dead. You're dead. Uh, Undertaker. No, wasn't it Owen Hart that died? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, one of the hearts. Dead? One uh, of the hearts Undertaker is, dead. is alive and Mr. Perfect dead. as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. almost dead. like systematic abuse of steroids is a bad idea. All right. Um, it almost so like there's something to do with multiple like... Multiple trauma. Yeah, repeated concussions right. to the head had something to do with it too. I don't know. In this group, it's, is Undertaker the only guy that hasn't been to the Undertaker? <sighs> no, uh, no, a few of them weren't alive. dead. Yeah, we, we forgot Savage. <laughs> From the Savage is dead too. Oh, yeah, Macho Man. Ooh, dead. dead. So of this group, it seems like Brian and I are the wrestling guys. Like, <laughs> so did you play this when you know when this was around? Was this a game that you you delved into as a kid? Uh, I didn't own it or anything, but I pretty much would play anything that had wrestling in it. So it, yeah. and they, most of them, you know, they all kind of played the same in that arcadey kind of way. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I had the uh, uh, WrestleMania, the first one on the NES that had Bam Bam Bigelow mm-hmm. and Hogan and all those <laughs> other guys in it. So that was like that's like my first introduction to the wrestling games. And then from there it was probably I had more experience with the arcade, like uh, wrestling challenge and some of those ones that you play in the stand-up cabinets that were just, you know, button mashers and fighting games and stuff right. like that. But I mean, anything that was wrestling, I would pretty much pick up and do cause I'm a lifelong fan here. So, yeah, I, th- I think this was my first one. I remember my friend that like in middle school had this and when I would do like a sleepover, we would stay up playing like the different modes in this because this is re- very much a button master. Like the way it works is you grapple, uh, try to do a move, and you like have to up button press the person that you, you're grappled with or the character you're ga- you're grappled with. So um, yeah, no, I played a crap ton of this game that my but was my friend's like game. I didn't own it myself, but there's a lot of really cool stuff they put in here. Like you can crawl out of the ring and walk around the outside. Huh. Uh, and you can round like the grab outside, round the outside. You can grab. There's like a chair near the front, so you can pick Mike that up and like, fuck. and hit the uh, hit Guess the people with back. the chair. Who was your guy? Uh, in this game, I I don't remember who I used. I, like I played it this weekend as prep, and I was I like went through a Royal Rumble with Randy Savage, and then. I like started doing a tournament with Ric Flair because he's Ric Flair. Uh, but uh, I don't know who I weird. probably probably the Undertaker would be my guess back then. I didn't really know wrestlers that well when I was playing this game though. So uh, this was this was prior my I I, I I entered wrestling more with like the WCW like NWO uh, era. The wars, yes. Yeah. So do and then you I, guys know what Tatanka's name means? Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, you got it. Well, yeah. Dances with wolves. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> they had wrestling so, yeah. in that movie? Oh, wow. yeah. It's a cut scene. <laughs> so, yeah, this game when has... Brad, when, Brad Pitt, when, when Brad Pitt pile drives that wolf. Oh, that's that's a scene right there. This, ga- this game, they, they packed it with... There's, like, a tournament mode. There's a one-on-one match mode where you just, like, pair up, um, you know, two wrestlers against each other, and you set the d- difficulty. But the real value here... Uh, on top of uh, like more than anything else is just you are hanging out at your friend's place and you both just try to beat the hell out of each other with you know your wrestler of choice like the actual like 
sitting by yourself and playing this game is not very fun, but when you involve one of your friends, like, this game shines. It's it's a great Super Nintendo wrestling game if, from, a like, a co-op point of view. <laughs> so, if you have a friend around, an extra controller is definitely worth your time is what I'll say about this game. Because <laughs> it's not hard to pick up. The controls are pretty easy to learn. It's just pretty much a button masher. But um, it's really fun to see all the different, you know, special moves and, you know, things like that. And definitely going up against one of your friends, like, really makes for a lot of fun. It's probably also yeah, one of the only games that had Tatanka in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, a bunch of... I, I bet the crush wasn't in too many. No. I bet... Uh, he was dead. The Razor. <laughs> yeah. Razor Ramen or whatever the fuck. Razor Ramon's pretty popular. He's probably in some other games. Yeah, he, he was uh, in a bunch. Would, Savage was in a bunch. The Narcissist, I doubt, made very many others. No. Uh, but yeah, the rest of the, the rest of the people here, Mr. Perfect's probably oh, not in too many, but the, I mean, The Undertaker, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, Yokozuna, Ted DiBiase, and Randy Savage are all A-list uh, WWF talent. So Mr. Perfect is in like a lot of these screenshots. <laughs> Uh, well, you gotta remember, uh, Ric Flair's character looks a lot like Mr. Perfect's character, so... Uh, with the blue leotard, though? Well, Ric Flair's got no shirt on it and red shirts. Yeah, yeah. This would have been... This probably would have been Flair's only video game, because he was only with WWF for a year before he left again. So he might have only been in this one. Well, I know they had WCW games, so hopefully he was in those as well. (laughs) But, yeah, Ric Flair, uh... God bless him, because he's entertaining as oh, hell. Oh, man. He'll <laughs> cry for a dime, too. <laughs> yeah, so apparently uh, Flair and Hart had a uh, big beef. I think Bret Hart has a beef with everybody. Yeah, Bret Hart's kind of a douche. He's a whiny, bitter old man. I mean, he's from Canada. <laughs> That's all you have to know. Well, he did, oh, come he on did, He had a couple strokes, so you got to give him something. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come at me from my left side. It's really weak. <laughs> Well, appar- apparently Flair and Hart have since reconciled and are now friends, according to Wikipedia. I think they've all... <laughs> it all began when uh, Flair criticized Hart for exploiting the death of his brother and the controversy surrounding the Montreal Screwjob, which really <laughs> sounds like an awesome sex move. That that hadn't <laughs> happened yet, is the thing. This is 93. Screwjob wasn't until 97. No, he's talking about, like, currently. He's looking at the oh, Wikipedia, yeah. like, yeah. online. Because so. I know shit about wrestling, so I'm trying to do some impromptu research. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anything else we want to say about this particular game mm, here? Nope. <laughs> All no, right, no. Run Saber. Run Saber. <laughs> oh man! All right, this shit looks intense. <laughs> Has anybody played this? Uh, Tell me, anybody played this? Mike, we're. Playing I downloaded this. it and then forgot to play it because I got drunk. Mike, we're playing <laughs> this on taste test. <laughs> Fuck you, we're playing this. Eventually, yes. Run Saber, the pro, uh, run the the wop. Great job taking wow. control. <laughs> the Great Saber, job, the Saber project was masterminded by Atheist Software. The goal of Atlas. wiping out sure Atlas Software. It's the lame. goal of wiping out yeah parasites is in jeopardy. Kurtz, the par, uh, the prototype runner Run Saber has experienced a serious malfunction. The parasites that he was made to destroy have taken control of him. The new run saber, Alien and Sheena Alan. must stop whatever. <laughs> it's almost like someone took a giant bong rip and then tried to podcast. So well, all right. 
All right. So, I never claimed so to be the best got? reader. We, yeah. So we got the, our two protagonists here, Alan Parsons and Sheena Easton. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'll pay for that. So what? Do, so so this this game's premise is kind of like that Futurama episode where the parasites are inside Fry and they have to like fight their way out. I guess is what's going on here. <laughs> we came over on the sandwich. <laughs> That's a so great runs, episode. This Run Saber cyborg yeah. was developed specifically for combat. His weapon is the Thunder Saber, with an internal plasma generator that generates a slashing burst that will obliterate most minor enemies on contact. Alone, Kurtz is stronger than Alan, but the Thunder Saber evens the match. And as for Sheena, she has the same abilities as Alan, however, her weapon is a bit different. The Ice Saber uses an absolute zero chill to freeze enemies. Once an enemy is frozen, it will automatically disintegrate because its molecular composition will have been radically disrupted. So that's so, an wow. entire paragraph telling us fuck all, rather than a little bit more about the character or the so, abilities. So Sheena has zero chill? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> and also... Yep. So her, her, her saber apparently violates the laws of thermodynamics because nothing can be actually at, at absolute zero because it would like cause a chain reaction to freeze over the universe no, or the known universe. But yeah, you know, let's let's not let's just like avoid that like you know problem. Oh, yeah, is yeah. that is that a cyborg chicken at the top in the art? <laughs> it does look like that. Am I am I am I weird? No, it's some it's, sort it's of definitely robot like a robot bird, bird man. A, like a robot chicken? Yeah. Well, he's it's like got a... a it's like the cybernetic ghost of Christmas past from the future. Just like... He's got half chicken, a, half... a man arm and then a robot arm. And the robot arm yeah, is a Yeah, but like... Then like good chunks of human torso. Yeah, so. and then he's got a human torso. Bird... Well, like human legs, but bird feet. Don't, go, don't get near that beak, man. Oh, actually... Hold on, <laughs> hold on. It's like a... A human leg with a bird foot for the robot, and then a human leg with a human foot for the like flesh part, and then a human. And, but torso. then the thighs in the way, so you don't see what kind of dong he has. Yeah, it could be a clay, clayoka, clay, clay, cloaca, cloaca, All right. Yoko, um, no. So what and do we know? Al- like, like, and on, and let- Alan, he's got his like vapor boots on the other side, where they what appears yeah. to be like a penis on his shirt and a bitch in head. Yeah. Yeah, Bitch yeah. It's like a member of the amb- ambiguously gay duo. Is kind of what's going on there. <laughs> so uh, I've never heard game, of this game. It's like a side-scrolling slasher, right? Is pretty much yeah. what we have going on here. Yeah, kind of like Final Fight. It looks like one like I would have like played. Do you remember playing? No, it? but it looks like the kind. The, those were the uh, games that I was into. Was like the sci-fi, anything with action and bullets. I was totally doing. You you, right. you give me Mario or something like that, I go, eh, okay, but you give me the same game with a different theme of giant robot chicken versus, uh, you know, Flash Gordon, yeah, I'm all about that. So maybe put this on your, like, emulator list. I guess list so. If- it reminds me of Strider, just looking at it, but... Ugh. Yeah. And the final boss looks amazing. You let, you jump on top of this jet, and it takes to the sky. Mike, you're reading ahead, fighting- you bastard. Hmm? You're reading ahead. on the same page. What? He's talking about Area 1, I think. Oh, yeah. oh! I see. I haven't left. I haven't left the page. Fight or flight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you get to see the background flip around as the uh, jet twists, because you get to see Mode Seven action as you hang on to the jet, and the boss will break out of the cockpit. And it seems to be like some weird. Uh, can anybody describe what the frig we're looking at? A robot it's brain, kind of like a yeah, robot embryo or something. I don't know. Everything from this era looked like a robot embryo. And he's slashing it with like a plasma egg. 
<laughs> he's like fighting it with like a. It's like watching Ryu what he does when he's not in a tournament. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like ripping a Hadouken or a Shuriken at the uh, robot brain. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, what else do we have? We have an awesome uh, stage two final boss is the Wicked Witch. It's this like super like <laughs> skull faced uh, that's, like demon. That's nightmares right there. Know. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna man. have a hard time rubbing one out later, but I'll still do it. And Shit. stage three. The, the face. The, the face isn't that important. No. Yeah. Exactly. Bag it. Um. <laughs> Bag it and tag it. Uh, let's see. Stage three ends with Skeletor the dragon. It looks like. I see a big bird. The hawk of I doom. I see a witch. Yeah, we're, a that's wicked, wicked witch. witch stage two. Oh, yeah, stage used to fight three. the plasma face for stage two as like some weird med boss, which is kind of neat. Yeah. So the enemies look kind of interesting, look, look kind of crazy here. I mean, they do have a pretty helpful map for stage four. It really it's is like the Skeletor dragon. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were just saying like a dragon that looked like Skeletor, but it's called the Skeletor dragon. Yeah, Skeletor, Skeletor dragon. Skeletor once roamed the surface <laughs> of Earth, but now has been extinct and extinct for ages. Unfortunately, a mutant parasite has brought back the fossilized fire breather back to life. That damn parasite. Damn parasite <laughs> fucking everything up. And then in the middle of stage four, you stop for a break for a southern jambalaya. And, yep. Uh, yep. Strangely right. enough, not a ca- I guess it's like a Cajun robot. <laughs> if it smoked like Gambit, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I will annihilate you, I guarantee. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, it's, it's an underground transport robot. You, your first task is to move to the right while avoiding the robot and the blue electric blast it shoots out along the floor. Attacking it with the horizontal shaft will prove to be futile. <laughs> you gotta get hard, baby. And when you reach the vertical shaft, <laughs> jump up and grab this is like onto how you su- the... This is like how you survived the shower in prison. <laughs> grab onto the beans while attacking... I think, I think they call that the southern jambalaya, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except uh, you don't, you know, want you ain't go, you ain't going to be filet gumbo tonight. <laughs> All right, and then as per usual, they don't really walk you through the final boss, but they the uh, final final boss, but they say that uh, what do we have here? Um, well, you seem to be you fighting climb another an elevator. You, you climb another shaft, and you have to like, yeah. It looks like he, the boss is in blackface. His so name is yep. his name is Bruford. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the last stage proof so anyway. is much difficult than the first four stages. Don't hesitate to Unfortunately, hit the weapon button. Uh, looks like a forgotten game uh, in the annals of Nintendo history. But if you like your side scrollers and you don't, and you want to play one that no one else has ever played, <laughs> Run Saber <laughs> could be the game for you. Yeah, it looks like a it looks like a not so shitty game, but who knows? Maybe it plays awful. I'm surprised we didn't hear about this. It looks like a decent, like it's a game. <laughs> it's a game. It's a game. True. All right. And speaking of games, the next game is one of the rarest games for the Super Nintendo system. Copies of this cartridge go for anywhere from five hundred to well over a thousand dollars for a sealed copy on eBay these days. Which is wow. which is why you'd use an emulator. It's called Evo Extra Virgin Olive Oil, the game, or Evo Search <laughs> for Eden. Uh, and it's so it's an it's an evolution game in the vein of Spore. Except uh, the way Better. it works, 
is you start your character and you just have to earn. It's basically every every mode is a is a is like a grindy. Um, you gather like, experience points and then you decide what will you evolve with. Right. Will you get a better fin for better speed? Will you get fangs so that you can uh, eat meat instead of just like plankton or whatever? Yeah. So you earn it's ex- a great concept. XP, you earn XP points by killing enemies. And you go through different stages. So there's like a water state. You start out in the ocean, uh, and then you transition to land. And then there's the age of the dinosaurs, and then there's the ice age. Um, and there's like little hidden stuff all the way through. You can actually evolve into a human. You can see there's like uh, on the bottom right of page 23, like he turned himself into into a um, caveman. But like. From watching an online review of this, the the problem um, with the way that they designed the game is you lose all your XP once you transition to the next evolution period. So you like get all these points to like upgrade your character, and then you transition it to the new mode, and then you have to grind through like the starting level over and over and over and over again to get enough XP. To be strong enough, like to take on the enemies in the new evolutionary period. God, stab so, me like, in the eye. Yeah, it's an awesome idea. Like if they hadn't like really fucked up the way the trans, like the transitions with the XP went, it would be a lot of fun to play, and it probably like would have gotten a lot more legs. But like it turns into this like endless grind of uh, of just like sort of playing the entry level for these different stages over and over and over again just to get enough XP uh, um, you know for uh, leveling your character Um, there was a really really funny review I'm trying to find the name of the guy that did it well if you Uh, you give your human a horn or hoofs turn him into a friggin centaur that would be cool can't unfortunately after human there is nothing left that you can transform into what no it says like well there's like supposed to be five stages right yeah, yeah. So, but the uh, fourth one is being human. So, I wonder what the fifth one is. But before we get ahead of ourselves, we see chapter one, the world before land, where you can be a lanternfish or a swordfish, and uh, the enemy you fight here is a shark, which is kind shit. of cool. And then when you become an early land creature, you can start with a base model like a salamander. Of course, if you want to go super metal, you can get a whole array of fangs, some scales, and some bitchin' horns. Which okay. is uh, pretty damn neat. So this, if you want to laugh, uh, the Space Hamster review, the guy on YouTube, his name's Space Hamster, did a review of this game, and it's fucking amazing. Like, everything, like, he just completely bashes the game, like, horribly, like, pointing out what everything is wrong with it. And, like, every time you die, there's this, like, Gaia shows up, and she's like, I am Gaia. And, like, every instruction she gives you, I am Gaia. Like, so he, like... <laughs> has this persona of himself called Gaia that, like, he talks to, like, arguing about how shady the game is. So, yeah, if you want, if you want, uh, we'll, we'll put a link up on the Facebook for it, because uh, it's really good. So, sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry, Mike. Yep, and then Chapter 3, The Age of Dinosaurs, where you can either be, like, a flying pterodon with a horn, like a pegasus thing, or you can just be, like, this weird flipper-scaled thing, which I don't know why, but you get to fight a T-Rex. Which is pretty bitchin'. And then chapter four, the Ice Age, 
where uh, I think we get to see some of the uh, the prototypes for uh, DreamWorks character designs. <laughs> right. And you fight a giant bird with robes, which is pretty darn epic looking. And you for then you also fight a yeti, mother yeti, mother, mother yeti. yeti. Yeah. Which I think is the final boss, actually. <laughs> no, it says, like, the final stage gives you the ability to change into human and superhuman forms. Oh, that's and right. You, you battle... Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yep. You battle aliens or something. This game's weird. This game's really weird, by the way. That's all the more reason to play it. It's freaking amazing. And also, so the flying fossils thing, if you notice the bottom screen on the right there in the dinosaur age, he's flying through space. So you can actually fly into space yes. and, like, fly past asteroids and stuff. This game is really weird, but in a really good way. Like, so definitely don't buy it off eBay because it'll set you back more than a house payment. But it's not. It's not that great. If you find the ROM, which I'm sure you might know how to do that, um, it's weird in a very good way. Like, and it's a very rare game. Not very many people played it uh, before the age of ROM, so to speak. So, if you're looking for something to go and and give a whirl. It's like whoever whoever designed this game was definitely the inspiration huh. to Suda Fifty One. <laughs> Did they ever make a sequel for this? Evo? Yeah, I don't think so. Because, like you said, it's a great concept. Just kind of spore, you know, execution maybe yeah. suffered. And I and my well, my new rock band name is now Mother Yeti too. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's like slant. It's like it's like death folk music. Interesting. So, that would be that would be so extreme. How so, many uh, roads must a man walk down? Apparently, there is some sort of also, sequel. I'll look more into it while we talk. Okay, so we what do you get when you combine education and entertainment? Uh. Edutainment. So the idea of edutainment is that learning and gameplay can be combined to provide a fun learning experience. Most educators think that learning should be fun. Well, shit, yeah. Studies have shown that learning takes place with video games that aren't even intended to be educational. Blah, 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 blah. What games are we getting? Well, Mario is missing. I remember playing this game. You get to be Luigi because Mario is missing. And I, I really had fun in this because you, uh, you get to stomp some Koopas, which is like instituting like the the uh, least amount of gameplay you can find, and Princess Peach, for some reason, is working at an information booth. And uh, what you do is you walk around, <coughs> find Yoshi, ride him around, and your goal is to gather information about where you are or places that Mario may have been taken to. And then you'll answer these little trivia questions, and then you'll find out where Mario is, and then you go to that part of the globe after fighting a Koopa boss. So... So uh, it's like Super Mario World and Carmen San Diego had like a, a weird, goofy, dorky baby. So there might be a fake Wii U game or real I have no idea called Evo Future is Wild <laughs> that someone made. I don't know if it was like a fan developed one or what or if it's actually real, but there might be, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, apparently did you know that apparently there was like a, a like a prequel to Splatoon called Spray for the Wii, but I never heard of it. <laughs> I do remember that game being out. I, I I remember reading something about it, but yeah. Anyway, so learning uh, aids. Well, learning aids. Learning this is, aids. This isn't about the magic, magic Johnson game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Hey kids, why is your favorite why is your favorite musician dead and your favorite basketball player retiring? Well, here's a, let's just let's just take a trip down the bloodstream and see what's exactly going on here. <laughs> all right, so it all it uh, all began in it all began in this Turkish bath. <laughs> all right, uh, what else do we like? What do we like? What is this going through? Like this has the different ways that the system can teach people things. I don't well, know. it tells us like things that Luigi does. Like he, uh, the computer stores all the clues that he hears. The globulator is what allows him to travel the world. And then city maps allow him to navigate each city. Oh, so that this he can is visit. just about Mario is missing. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Yep. And you get to visit iconic places like the uh, Mosque of Muhammad. Does that say Ali? Did they really call the mask the Mosque of Muhammad Ali? <laughs> well, we get to see the Sydney Opera. It does say that the Mosque of Muhammad Ali. <laughs> oh and it says, and in the top right, it says, "Where does Big Ben belong?" And the answer is in prison. Well, the answer is this podcast, but he decided not to show up. <laughs> no, Big Ben, the football player who <laughs> raped the girl uh, in the Georgia uh, bar. Anyway, okay, so um, Miracle Piano Teaching System we have talked about in the past. Uh, a $500 keyboard that plugs into your NES and teaches you how to play notes. So the rock band yeah. idea, but less fun. Where you could have just bought yeah, that way, keyboard. Yeah, way, way too early. Sorry, Brandon? Yeah, exactly. I said, I said way, way, way too early. Yeah. And yes, yes also to Mike. So, yep. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? And uh, we get to see them booting up a, screen, a screenshot of a computer booting up saying like 64K RAM system. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, and again, that's a game you want to play on your We, we, we get to see a, uh, a black kid playing the game and she says, do you have a passport? I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, what? not with the Trump ban. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's uh, that that black kid is training for when he gets pulled over by the cops. No. And the cops pull him over as no, soon no, as no. he enters my, the vehicle. Uh, my joke's the better one. You're gonna stick with mine. <laughs> no, he's training like don't don't run away, don't hit the gas, just don't go anywhere, just comply. So, so yeah, um, this game is great on the computer. I would not recommend it on the SNES though, because it's just the interface is not. You need a keyboard and mouse to really play these games. So, uh, SimCity, SimEarth, uh, Mario Paint. Get to see SimCity. Well, we all remember how great SimCity was. We get to see Bowser attacking the city, which is great. Right. And then SimEarth, with a lot of cubes and with a lot of squares and tiles, and uh, looks like a big <laughs> shitty mess on this screen. I have no idea what the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah, it did not translate well. Uh, Mario Paint we've covered before. And Aerobiz, we actually have covered Aerobiz before. It's that really strange uh, airline simulator where you're managing uh, plane routes if you, and things like that. If you can't afford an MBA, try playing Aerobiz. That, yeah. come on. What better <laughs> yeah. sales pitch do you have than that right there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, true, though. It's true. It's a super weird game, and Hitler does show up in the top right image. So I mean, Hitler's <laughs> going to give you some advice on selling so good selling air, airplane stocks. So we have that going for us. Except his uh, buy and sell options are Heil and Schnell. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, yeah, uh, we have, and then we're on to Bubsy in Cloud's Encounters of the Third Kind. Screw the education. Uh, We're sticking with pure entertainment here. We get to see what appears to be like a mutated version of Brain from Inspector Gadget. 
playing in a uh, a barn a yard ball pit. <laughs> and Bubsy's just sitting there, kind of like I imagine this is the expression that Brandon has on his face most of the time. <laughs> a little bit. Something like that. Did anybody play Bubsy? I, I remember playing a little no. bit of Bubsy. I think I did. This yeah. definitely looks like something I would play, like an, a goofy action platformer. This, this is one of my jams. Huh. I, I, this was, right. yeah, this was not my wheelhouse by any stretch. <laughs> I never had it. I, don't, I never had a uh, Super Nintendo anyway, so I wouldn't have played it. But oh, I would have okay. anything that had a cat in it. I probably would have avoided. You know, I you know what I kind of think I'm crossing this up with is that Arrow the Acrobat game. I think is <laughs> what I'm thinking of looking at it. But um, who made this game? Accolade. Accolade. Okay. No idea. So it's decent. A roller coaster looks Wasn't cool. It, wouldn't it be like a division of a claim? I think so. I don't remember the whole, th- um, the whole hierarchy there. But yeah, we have. So like, what do we have? We're chapter one: Cheese Wheels of Doom. Uh, it's you know your standard first level, teaching you the mechanics of the game. Um, yeah. Where you can jump and, around, use tunnels as warp sp- warp spots. Uh, you could see exclamation points with a barn as with a ball of yarn as the exclamation point, or like the bottom of the yep. point. It's pretty cool. You could see shirts that give you one ups or temporary invisibility. Like, invincibility. There's, there's even a path for the uh, number two life that's in the secret room there. What words are you using, Brandon? I, I don't really understand <laughs> what you just said. There is even in the map on the second half of the page. They've even got like a way to get into that secret room for the for the the two up lifes okay. yep. that are down there. Yep. There's like the one. And then yeah. The one so in the coverage room. here on page thirty, um, it has a layout for the for the level if you want to see where some of the hidden areas and things like that are. So if you if you do decide to play this game, check out the coverage because they actually do have some pretty helpful maps here for a bunch of the levels actually. So not too many. Uh, Chapter five and six, you're on your own. Well, right. it just it just I, sums it up with one yep. insert. Uh, see, we also have chapters two and three, a forbidden plummet, and a bridge to fur. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, and then uh, chapter four so, is fair conditioning, which is a county fair, and there's this giant vertical like element to the level because there's this uh, wooden roller coaster built into the level, which looks amazing. Uh, so um, that's highly recommended just on, on, you know, Chap- that, for chapter that seven is like an old Western train, the good, the bad, and the woolies. God. Right. Chapter yep. five, night of the Bobcat and our furless leader is chapter six. <laughs> and it sounds like some of the, uh, girls that, that Mike's been dating lately. And then, uh, sticking and, with the uh, West, sticking with the Western themes, chapter eight is a fistful of yarn and dances with woolies. Tatanka. <laughs> Uh, uh, and then what do we know about so chapter 10 uh, this is my dating life be very be very careful be very careful covered up kids um and uh so that's set in a beaver dam uh log jabbing and uh let's see doesn't have does it say what 12 and 13 are let's see Oh, there it is. 11 and 12. Rock around the crock and claws for alarm. (laughs) 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 Fucking love the titles of this game. All right. Uh, And then chapter 14 and 15. No time to pause. All right. And Lethal Woolies. Oh, God. And Eye of the Bobcat is chapter 13. It's set in the the tree canopies. 
uh, of like a bamboo forest is what it kind of looks like. Uh, and then chapter 16 is a farewell to Woolies. It looks like the end of the game. So Yeah, it looks to be like some alien like base or uh, I don't know, like the uh, the top <laughs> of the science. It's like the, the top of the Scientology building. Yeah, they have a lot of coverage here. So if you're interested in playing Bubsy, uh, there are a lot of helpful maps and a lot of... Like, it's not going to get you through the entire game, but there's a lot here. So if you're going back through runs of trying games out, um, definitely look up the coverage here because the artwork's funny. There's um, a lot of maps and sort of... Because uh, this game looks like you have to find a lot of the like sort of hidden items, so to speak, so that they've mapped everything out is pretty... Pretty helpful, I would say. And then, yeah. so the back of the the poster, uh, or the the poster poster part of it is they have a a whole chart of all the different covers from issues one through fifty uh, laid out here. So cool. That is pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. I wish we could get a reprint of this because that would be amazing. My first issue was the Mega Man three issue. That was the one that I started with Nintendo Power. Okay. And you yeah. stuck with it at least through this issue. I stuck you said, with so. it through. I'm I'm looking at him here to see which one the last. I remember I had. I remember having that one, the Star Wars one, the Roadrunner one, Magical Quest. Uh, it might have been not long after the start. Nah, the Magic Quest one with Mickey Mouse as the firefighter. It wasn't long after that. So, uh, I think. Well, no, because I had the Star Fox one too. Golly, I don't remember, but I started because I got the uh, Nintendo Power subscription with the Dragon Warrior promo that they mm -hmm. did. Uh, oh, nice. So that, that got me started on that just to get a, a quote, free game out of it. Um, <laughs> but Well, you know, I mean, you got a game out of it. I did. I mean, or did you already have Dragon Warrior when you did that? No, I didn't. And Well, the thing is, they loaded it up, too, that Dragon Warrior. I don't know if any of you guys got that deal or whatever, but like... They sent you the game and it had a bunch of extra like it like it came with some maps and stuff, but they sent a bunch of oh, extra things what? with it, like some little guidebook and and little notebook, little you know, it looked all fancy and all RPG and stuff like that, but it was really cool and I remember getting into that game. That was like the only role playing game I ever really got into because I it was a free game, <laughs> right? I'm like, Oh, it's a free game and it had all this shit with it, so I'm just like I would put out the map and take notes and crap like that how how old were, how old were you like at that time uh that probably would have been 1990-ish so i would have been like 11 or 12 maybe 11 okay 10 11 yeah because we were a bit we were a bit well mike would be closer to you but i was way too young at that point to like have the patience to do something like oh yeah my buddy came over and we would do it my best friend next door we would just kind of it was and that dragon warrior is a horrible horrible grinding game where it's just yeah grind 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 and watch what she say that's it's one of mike's favorites I, 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 <laughs> it was my intro to rpgs and uh i played a version that made it a little bit better which somebody skinned mario into it so you fight you fight you fight goombas instead of slimes uh, magic, uh, comic, comics instead of uh, wizards, and Bowser is the uh, the Dragon Lord. So it it, uh, it was neat. Yeah, it might have made it a little more tolerable. It just took forever, is the thing. And yeah. that game oh. super. Crazy. And I, I, it was my introduction to RPGs, and probably my 
killing of RPGs too, because I think every game after that that was an RPG, I'm like, well, if I'm gonna have to fucking take notes, screw it. I'm not. I don't have the patience. I don't have the the time or whatever. That else, was the so. reaction I had. I think I tried. I didn't. I tried to do like Final Fantasy from the same point of view, like coming in and understand it without like really knowing what I was getting into, and it soured my experience. <coughs> like the taste soured me to the RPGs. Really yeah, the Super Nin- yeah, you need the Super Nintendo because they did it right. With Final Fantasy, like it's not super. No, I tried it. I tried it on. I tried it on Final Fan- like on Super Nintendo. I definitely didn't because I didn't even own a Nintendo until. Well, I never really owned a Nintendo. Like, but um, like I, my neighbors had it, so I played a lot of the, the games on theirs. But um, yeah, like I don't know. I, that's definitely the game I gave it a try. That yeah, I tried it. Off. It's just I don't know. Just I, make it a little easier to get into them, I guess. To, well, if you want easy, get Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. Is it was hard for me to jump into them, knowing I would have to invest all these hours and time into it, which is probably why I never, I stayed with the I don't know, action genre, shall we, shall we say, or, right. or the arcadey kind of stuff that was a lot more pick up, go play for twenty minutes and then be done and get really good at it. Games I could get really good at, rather than games right. I just tried to quote finish and like, yay, I'm finished, because that's essentially what Dragon Warrior was, right? You just try to get to the end and and so I get the game and whenever, and then six months later I finally finish it. And it's like yes, I finished it with absolutely nothing to show for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll play modern games with RPG elements built into it. They do a better job of like, sort of hiding the RPG parts <laughs> in modern games than they did in the older stuff for me, at least. So, all right, yeah, well, Cr- uh, Chrono Trigger that's... was pretty good. Did you try playing that one, or were you just like RP? Fuck no. Uh, if it was RPG, it would. I would give it a look, but I usually didn't stick. There were, the only one that actually stuck was much, much later when I got my uh, DS. I played Final Fantasy III, one of the reports or whatever else for that. Nice. And I got into that. And I don't know if it was just... It, I don't know the Final Fantasy family tree like somebody else might, but like I don't know if that was a yeah. particularly good one, number three, or if that port was really is, good, but it's like... I, it which, is very uh, good. Do you mean like the one that came out like originally as number three for the NES in Japan, or Final Fantasy 3, which was actually Final Fantasy 6? He means 3, which is 6, which was the way it was released. Whichever one, oh, the one with the opera? DS. Whichever one was on yeah. the DS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Well, that doesn't end it. Did it have the opera scene? Uh... I don't know. That's pretty iconic, so it would, yeah. Anyway, so Nestor's adventure. Nestor, yeah, we have a Tasmania themed Nestor adventure this 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 week. Uh, Mike, do you want to let's let's try to keep moving because we're a little bit behind on time. So <laughs> yeah, we get to see the Taz tour as Nestor takes a, a walkabout tour, telling mm-hmm. everybody it's <laughs> almost Taz's feeding time. He only eats small yellow birds known as kiwis. I thought it gobbled everything," says one guy with a Hitler stash. And uh, fact, it is Hitler. Says, it's Hitler in hiding. <laughs> All right. And then Nestor says, "Have you spent thousands of hours observing the Taz, taking notes, filming his behavior, all while camouflaged as a sheep?" And then, uh, if you're hanging out with a bunch of Kiwis, you don't want to be camouflaged as a sheep. I'll say that much. <laughs> And then, <laughs> so then Hitler's just like, seems you had the world pulled over your eyes. <laughs> and he and goes, Nestor replies, I wrote, I wrote the, the book, book on Taz. There's nothing I don't know about him. And it's literally called on the cover, the book on Taz. <laughs> and what does the fat guy say? 
the only thing I want to read is a menu. <laughs> if it ain't yellow, it ain't dinner. Let me demonstrate. Bon appetit! Says Hitler, of course. Hitler, yeah. And then the fat guy says, I've been waiting all day. And then the Tash shows up. And yeah, so yeah, Nestor. N- N- Nestor has the, the yellow <laughs> kiwi in his hand. Oh, and, and, a red, uh, yeah. and a red one as well. But right. uh, Taz just decides eat everything. And so Hitler says, What's wrong? You ain't yellow, are you? Put me down, I'm not a bird. Don't desert us. Taz loved dessert. <laughs> so there's not much going on here, but Taz is apparently going to have his way with Nestor, so... Yeah, it's essentially a, it's animal a full rate pa- going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full page. It's a full page Bazooka Joe ad, but comic basically. Well, wh- yeah, what's, not much. What's the tip? Do you guys know what the tip is for this one? Because every- uh, it has to do with the colors of the, the bird. Kiwis, okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's the only eats the yellow ones, so don't feed him a red one, or he might get I don't know indigestion because color. <laughs> yeah. So we get to see. Oh, this is something worth reading. The fifty covers. A view from inside out. Five years and fifty issues brought Nintendo Nintendo of America brought forth a brilliant idea. Oh, this is pretty shown, awesome. Like <laughs> Sean Bartley over the videoscape. We called it Nintendo Power, and essentially we get to see best cover, which was the magical quest during Mickey Mouse, where Mickey, if you unfold the cover, you get to see Mickey giving Pete a bukkake. That's horseshit. Yeah. That's horseshit. By the way, that's not the best cover. No, but and that's what they're the, saying. It is, and the worst cover is the one that is the best who, cover. Uh, it was, it was uh, si- Simon Belmont, Castlevania Two, with the severed head of Dracula. <laughs> Kids uh, had nightmares, and so did our phone reps who dealt with the complaints. Now we had the guest. Uh, who was that? His mother like edited it for him so that it wasn't so scary. I she, think like, she like ripped the cape. Did she like rip it off or something? No, she like covered it with something. I forget exactly what happened. We we did have a guest that his mother edited it so it was less scary. Wow. I think that would be Josh Foreman. Yeah, that was Josh. That's right. Um, yep. And since, the high circulation... I'm sorry. Oh, it says, since uh, when has fun been a waste of time? There was a problem. Along with the success of the NES came a flood of new titles. No one except Michael Jordan could afford to buy all the games, and no one at all could afford to buy games that wouldn't satisfy them. There had to be a way to let players know which games were the most fun to play. <laughs> or which which games we, Nintendo corporate wanted to pump up. All right, so <laughs> like run high circulation. Yeah, right. Well, I, I don't know. I didn't really get a, but that would be the opposite of uh, what they're trying to pump up. But yeah, uh, Nintendo Power High Circulation was the first issue at three point six million issues because there was a free uh, copy for every member of the Fun Club, of which a third of the people that received the magazine decided to subscribe so that's how you get high circulation by giving shit away for free the worst timing on a call on a cover was robin hood prince of thieves this highly anticipated game appeared six months after our cover review due to a lengthy debugging period in which they didn't get all the bugs out the game was still shit is not what they is, is what they forgot that to game that, that game was awesome <laughs> oh you like that I game i love okay. that game i love all right I, well i love that game because it had like five different games in it at once it's like you had you had your sword fighting game, you had your top down melee game, you had your uh, horse riding game, you had your RPG game. It was like five games in one. All right. Well, we found the guy. We found the fan of Robin Hood. So, all right, Nintendo, send this guy like a, a sweatshirt or something. Uh, Brian has certainly earned it. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, their favorite column was 
classified information. Warp uh. zones, sound tests, bonus areas, stage selects, secret codes. Why would anyone read this column? <laughs> and, and their least favorite column, they decided no to go surprise. after George, George and Rob, which is bullshit because George and Rob was awesome. But anyway, oh, um, you. readers prefer to critique our critiques rather than critique their criticisms. All's fair in war and magazines. So I guess they didn't like the running dialogue of of uh, George and Rob. But I mean, why would anybody make a podcast with running dialogue about the magazine either i don't know <laughs> so. so it says back in ancient times when you could look out the windows of noa and watch mastodons waltzing past Howard <laughs> Phillips ran around one day asking everyone what we should call this new magazine originally it was going to be called power play but a computer newsletter already gobbled up that name it's got to have nintendo in it somewhere he said mr arakawa <laughs> likes having the word nintendo in everything except his food <laughs> all right <laughs> all right power in it too all Nintendo right. Power okay. fit the bill. We can't the biggest read the coverage. Whole thing. We can't read the whole thing. <laughs> yes, we can. It's our show. We can do whatever we want. When we get sponsors, <laughs> then they can control the content. Until then, no, I do. All right. The most coverage, as we pointed out, after issue after issue after fucking issue, was Final <laughs> Fantasy a Strategy Guide. Three reviews, three contests, thousands of winners, and a grand prize adventure in paradise. With Their the Final Fantasy mistake. contest. Yeah. And the biggest mistake was an incorrect TMNT2 code in Volume 21 that led to thousands of phone calls, which was corrected in Volume 22. And the most common tip, talk to everyone. A close second was the action classic, Timing is Everything. One screenshot is worth a thousand cliches. Ooh, the worst contest. That's awesome. The, the worst <laughs> contest nightmare. The total recall contest. Oh, let's see now, taking a bunch of... Uh, preteen kids to an R-rated film set? What could be wrong with that? So, it was touted as making the impossible possible was almost impossible. Our winner, and remember, this was in May, June of 1991. The winner didn't get to 1990. meet Arnold. And the winner didn't get to meet Arnold until 1991 and then only for a quick handshake. <laughs> Fucking disappointment. And then, as uh, yeah, as we mentioned earlier, uh, we have the um, so yeah. Sorry, as Brian mentioned earlier, uh, we have the biggest giveaway was the Dragon Warrior giveaway because of the the free game that came with it. Obviously, yeah. so I'm I'm uh, one that. I'm one of the lucky five hundred thousand people that did it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy. The most, <laughs> the most popular strategy guide was the most successful video game in history, Super Mario Bros. 3. The strategy guide was the most successful guide. Go figure. All right. And the most Nestor Awards, Battletoads won five Nestor Awards in 91. The original NES game also had the longest single review, 36 pages in Volume 25. It needed it. I, rem I remember trudging <laughs> through that. Oh, my God. That was a lot. We were like, yeah, there's a lot here. We're going to have to skip over most of it because we would be up all night with you. So... And the most requested classified tip, the most people asked for the player versus player code for Street Fighter 2 than any other tip. The code appeared in volume 39. And the highest power rating, the highest power meter rating, there well, we given by Nintendo Power, was surprisingly a Nintendo game. <laughs> Super Mario World outscored every game for all three systems with graphics of 4.7, control of 4.6, challenge of 4.4, and theme and fun of 4.5. Given how fucking amazing and nearly perfect this game was, nearly what the hell perfect. Does it, it is take perfect. to get a five. It is perfect. That game is 
perfection. So, yeah, what does it take to get a five around here? It's their own company. God, <sighs> all right, they can't even so, have their own knob. Their their favorite section is next. What do we have in classified information? An invincibility code for Mech Warrior. <laughs> uh, ally, semi- ally, ally, start. <laughs> yeah, fa- uh, Roadrunner's Death Valley code for seventy five extra lives. Because um, th- there's some cyber thirty just wasn't enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> Though, so, how much you die you, in Konami. that? How you how much you die in that game? Oh my god! Like you need seventy five lives. Uh, super base is loaded. Um, you can rotate the ball in the title screen. Ugh. Neat. No thanks. All right. Uh, stage it. select for Wayne's World. Uh, bonus credits for Cybernator because that's what I need. More credits. All right. Um, oh, well, they mean like continues. I'm an idiot. Not like. The credits. All right. And sound test. I don't know why they put the fucking sound test modes. No one. What kid went home went? Oh great! I do a fucking sound test in Prince of Persia. Like I want to hear the sound of a sword. I want to hear the sound of a sword swipe. Swing. But I I don't want to press the button to swipe my sword. Swing. So (laughs) there's bonus games in Tiny Toon Adventures. That's kind of fucking awesome for the Super NES. We have roulette, squash. Junction, Maze, Bingo, and Seesaw. I don't know what all those <laughs> games are, but it sounds like super awesome. A seesaw is a game. I don't know if your fat mom got on one end, I'd probably go out into the <laughs> stratosphere. <laughs> and then anyway. super conflict, the Mid East, the Trump, Trump, the video game, <laughs> <laughs> and we have Hasty Retreat, which is the Democrat mode. And uh, <laughs> base is loaded. Pennant password. You can. Who turns out bombing their families pissed them off? Well, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. All right. Uh, and uh, Mega Man Five. There are passwords put in here for the uh, for the different um, bosses. So that, that and they have that grid version of the passwords. So it's giving you the layout. Uh, so you, if, if you want to input the passwords to go. They also have an all weapons acquired password, so uh, that's kind of cool. That's and Mega Man Five is awesome, so let's do that. That's that's worth checking out. Um, and let's wrap up this half of the issue with uh, Star Fox comic was, as we continue. Uh, is this a reprint that we've seen, or is this like an oh Act Six Fly Again? So mm-hmm. the Star Fox comic. Yeah, continues. it seems like it seems like it was done, but now they're coming back for more. <laughs> Pretty sure when they defeated the final boss in the comic, and it said the end. Yeah, we thought it was end. over, but it's not over because they wanted more content. So what do we have here? Well, we get to see a, a frog, a chameleon, talking to an owl, who again, like lollipops, are big in this war- in this universe. Yeah, they like the candy. Yeah, the owl who looks like uh, I don't know what would he be like Jimmy Buffett or something. <laughs> All right, do you want to do? I'll be the owl. You be the looks like the, the skipper, skipper from. Uh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right, I'll be the chameleon, Captain. We're entering sector Y. Well, if we're, if we're lucky, we'll see some of the interstellar life forms that live here. Uh, they, well, no, the next page says, open the hatch so we can get a good look at them. Yeah, do you read across or do you read down? Um, my scan is all fucked up. It's like, it's the whole thing, but it's tiny. Yeah, I'm zoomed in on mine to read it. But if you hit control and scroll forward, you should zoom in. No. Okay. Oh, anyway, so uh, this mouse thing says, The lizards have changed a lot since Andros was defeated. Hmm? <laughs> they, almost seem, they almost seem too reformed. 
And then uh, right. there's a clang. What's happening? The Stellar Stingrays are attacking. We're fish We're food. food. <laughs> <laughs> so they're being, no. the, 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 the space transport's being like slammed by space squids and space stingrays. So uh, we cut to Fox and what's the, his bitch's name? Farrah. Farrah. And uh, what? So Falco says. Brandon, are you going to be the Falco? He's off smoking. Brandon. Or asleep. All right. Brian, you want to be Falco? (laughs) Uh, Sure. I miss the old days. Fox and I used to raid the Imperial fleet with only a rusted laser cannon and a moon buggy. And then he says... Uh, Then he asks Slippy. What's that you're looking at? It's, It's a letter from my girlfriend. Crokella, she gave me my first wart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great love story, Slipster. Thanks. Look and out, Farah. The- that ship's going to crash, and we get to see this bloated pelican ship. <laughs> and just or like my mom, she's going down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. All right. <laughs> So Falco chimes in. Uh, what is that? It sounds like an old Imperial freighter with buckled induction pods. Of course. <laughs> and uh, we get to see a lizard crawling out of the fire going, <coughs> Help! Beware the stingrays! And he collapses. <laughs> and, then, and so uh, yeah, Sar- or Sergeant Pepper, or Admiral Pepper, whatever the hell, he, I like Sergeant Pepper. Thank you all for coming so quickly. I have some disturbing news. Since our impressive victory on Venom, we've learned as if life as was as sweet and as good as it is lolly. <laughs> <laughs> now we have evidence that all is not well in the Lilat system. The freighter that crashed began recently was attacked by stingrays from Sector Y. And as you know, these starbeasts have always been peaceful. Maybe the stingrays were just toying with the ship, or maybe they were hungry. <laughs> Somebody should teach them not to play with their food. You? You mean you want us to? Check it out. Oh. <laughs> and then we get to see their new R-wings just taken off in space. <laughs> Although having a sound effect in space is a little... <laughs> it's a lie. It's impressive. How do you like <laughs> the new R-wing, Farah? It flies like a dream. <laughs> I know. Do you have enough leg room, Flippy? It's it's better than being Peppy's saddlebag. <laughs> and Brandon, if you were here, would say, we still need to do more flight tests on the new model Arwing Farah. Watch out for problems. So far, so good, Peppy. I'll run a full diagnostics check. Pretty sure you should run the diagnostics before you take off. But yeah, it's probably a good plan, but all right. And, and uh, goes, Fox chimes in. <laughs> Let's land on Titania, Slippy. I'd like you to check out the new systems on Farah's uh, R-Wing. Shouldn't we go straight to Sector Y? I, I think we need a break. Titania has the best frozen yogurt in the system. <laughs> That's you, Mark. <laughs> this, whole That's you plan- <laughs> this whole planet is a freezer. Well, we're going to get something to eat, Slippy. Catch up with us when you can. Save some for me. Do you need a hand, Slippy? You go ahead. I can handle it. Besides, I've got some help here. Yeah, we get to see another chameleon just yeah. uh, in an orange jumpsuit. 
just being chill, bringing some parts. Uh, it's amazing yeah. how the lizards have become so helpful. Uh, that telekinetic amplifier must have really hypnotized them. <laughs> the Imperial Guard was completely disbanded. Now that we're here, let's have some fun. Too cold for my tastes. <laughs> Billy D. Williams voice, I like it. It's <laughs> so Slippy's working on... <laughs> Slippy's working on the R wing, and I'll just be chilling in the cockpit with my smooth Colt forty-five. <laughs> Slippy turns around to a shadowy figure descending on him quickly. Whap! And uh, <laughs> we see an R wing uh, taking off into space behind uh, Falco and and Peppy. Uh, so, oh, uh, Falco notices. Sorry, it looks like Slippy is testing out Farrah's air wing. <laughs> That's not a frog in the cockpit. No, it's it not. It looks more like a. It looks more like a, and it looks like he's concentrating instead yeah. of like looking out the window. He's going like Super Saiyan for a second. <laughs> a lizard, the Imperial Guard. It was just a clever ruse. And they all yell out "Slippy" as they run to the to the bay, and uh, Fox says, they, "They only took one R wing." What's going on? Let's go, went on. What's happened? Where's Slippy? Someone, Someone hit me from behind. I think they grabbed Slippy. <laughs> Let's go. All for one for all. And, and all, all for, for one. one. <laughs> and the frozen yogurt guy chimes, wait for your bill. <laughs> 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 yeah. Alright, so uh, we have one of the uh one like we have like this what is it a wolf or a space lizard or something? It's hard to see, but um, Say like a Komodo dragon. Yeah, the latest R-wing fighter and one of Fox McCloud pirates. Andros will be very pleased. Ha ha ha! I don't know if we can catch the new R-wing once its hyper boosters kick in. And Falco uh, says. Falco. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> know the controls. He can do it. We can do. We it. can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, right. says he's headed straight towards Sector Y. Sector Y. Are you sure? Wait, he just vanished off the radar. <laughs> Fox, he's gone. He must have taken the black hole. Yeah, he did. <laughs> More bad news, be. Fox. Thanks to the lizards. Even worse, we're running low on fuel. We've, We've been, been had. <laughs> and as they're and drifting this, in space, who shows up? The space uh, stingrays and squids and eels and... All Damn it, Steve of... Irwin wasn't enough. <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> All right, and that takes us to the end of the first half of uh, Volume Fifty. You know, July '93, and uh, for some reason, Brandon's drifted off into a bong-induced slumber. <laughs> but the three of us have made it. Uh, so we have Brian. Thank you for making it this far with us. Uh, you're welcome to stay around for the second half if you want. Um, but if you want to, if the listeners want to reach out to us. Uh, our, the best way to get to this podcast is through Facebook, uh, the Playing With Power uh, group. Most of you probably are already talking with us that way. Um, and uh, it's always appreciated if you leave us a review on iTunes or, or any of the other streaming services uh, that we're on. Uh, last time I checked, it was Podbean, uh, um, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, obviously. Um, all those services were available for streaming, uh, uh, and it, it updates as soon as we put out um, 
new episodes on the RSS feed. So uh, should be able to keep up with what's coming out. Uh, but uh, if you need to reach us, uh, the best way is through the Facebook group or uh, through Twitter at GetThePower88. That's the one Mike checks constantly. Uh, if you have any spare money, it's always appreciated if you uh, share it with us on the playing uh, get the uh, patreon.com uh, slash playing with power uh, to help cover some of the hosting fees and maybe some of the extra fun stuff we want to implement for the podcast as time goes on. Uh, definitely not required, if, if, but very you much appreciated. Hear, if you want to see our comp make it on YouTube as a public <sighs> show or an animation or something, let it or <laughs> just as an extra podcast because I don't do enough apparently. You can uh, donate, kick in, or hey, just because we brightened up your day, so you're going to kick us a dollar a month. Come on. Or if you put enough in, maybe we'll make our own Playing With Power come box. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so, Because uh, that's my combox. It's my combox any... <laughs> who... of lie, yeah, yeah. Who can make a come box? All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Power boys can. Anyway, uh, Brian, if anybody uh, wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way uh, for them to reach out? If they want want to see any. The, is, is, do you do you still respond to the? Um, yeah. The burnt to- the morning toast burnt toast burnt toast morning toast burnt burnt toast yeah. Uh, yeah, morningtoast.com is where you can kind of go. Uh, Morning Toast on Twitter is probably where I'm most active, I guess. The uh, Tales from Counselor's Corner is on Facebook, uh, the group that Mike found. So there's a, I put a link out for that. Uh, I also write over at 1005holds.com, which is wrestling stuff. Uh, and I race Hot Wheels at redlinederby.com too. So if you need your toys, you got wait, wait, one. Wait, 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 what? Because that sounds awesome. Racing. What is this? We race Hot Wheels. Like on like actual tracks yeah, or like, like virtual toy cars, real racing. Oh, son of a bitch! It's awesome. Sounds like many hundreds of my dollars are about to be wasted. Oh, thousands of money. Right. Yes. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an expensive hobby. All right. Anyway, <laughs> it's cheaper cheaper than a real car. Okay, just remember that if you need to tell your wife or whatever, there's still a dollar a car. Thirty years later. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Oh my god, it sounds like a giant black hole of money waiting to happen. Alright, but anyway, so I think that wraps us up, right? Right, Mike? Anything yeah. else you want to talk about? Uh, if Brandon ever wakes up, we might do another episode of the Taste Test, so stay tuned for those. Alright. Well, thank you very much uh, for spending your time with us, and Mike, you want to take us out? Sure. This was Brandon. I'm Mike. I'm John. I'm Brian. And you've been playing playing with power. (laughs) The Nintendo Entertainment System.